wake up. I, I, as I chose that intro, I thought, you know what? I'm going to put everyone to sleep before I start. After you hear that may be a good thing. So um, interesting perspective uh, as you listen to that song to think that the, this is a lullaby that, you know, I, I've heard a lot, uh, just the, the tune. And it's kind of the only thing I remember about the song is Hush Little Baby, Don't You Cry. When I look at the verses, it's pretty amazing the, uh, the cost to make that baby not cry. I, I actually have an, my own version of this. Pull up this next slide. Mockingbird, $400. Diamond ring, $1,000. Looking glass, $25. Billy goat, $150. Cart, $50. A bull, $3,700. A rover, $500. A horse, $12,500. A cart, $1,650. Total, $19,970. Your screaming child falling asleep, priceless. (laughs) You know, when you when you pull the song apart, you kind of realize the message is is a little skewed. I mean, it makes sense. You know, we're going to do all that we can to get that baby to be quiet. And if you've you've had a kid that's just been screaming, this makes a lot of sense. I will get the rover if you be quiet. But when you dig into scripture, you find that it's a lot more than spending nineteen thousand dollars. To make your child feel okay. Uh, today's message is called Priceless Parenting. And according to this song, uh, there is a price to parenting. Well, in, in Scripture, the price isn't monetary. It's, it's more about the investment and the stewardship that, that God has given us. So today what we're going to be doing is looking at uh, kind of what the media and our culture says we're supposed to value in the relationships that we have specifically as parents. And then we're going to look at Scripture and really, what does Scripture say about the way that we're supposed to handle um, our kids? Uh, or even the perspective that we should have to our parents for the investment that they've made. If you have your uh, listening guide, there's a few points on there that you could follow along. And the first thing that we find in Scripture is that the perspective is much different than that song. The perspective in Scripture when we look at parenting, is that children are a gift from God. This song is more like buy gifts for your children. But in Scripture, it really is God has given us the gift as he's given us kids. Uh, If you don't have kids, this morning, think about the things that your parents have done to really make an investment in your life. And if you do have kids, think about the responsibility that you have to raise them. And a lot of times what happens as we look in Scripture, especially in regards to the way that we're supposed to relate to people, it's easy to get discouraged. I encourage you not to do that. Instead, these are practical steps that we can take. So as you listen to things and maybe some things you're like, oh, man, I'm I'm not doing that. I encourage you to think through what are your next steps. Uh, The point of today is not to get beat up, but really to look at the hope that we have as we live things in a biblical way. Uh, Psalm 127.3 says, Children are a gift from the Lord. They are a reward from him. Uh, this, this word gift there has the connotation of it's a heritage or an inheritance that we've been given. So our kids, um, as parents have kids, the, the Lord is giving them an inheritance, something that is worth uh, 
much more than any monetary value. It's an inheritance. And this idea of, of it's a reward is basically saying that you've been given an inheritance in your children, and that, that's going to benefit you greatly. You've been given this gift, and it's going to benefit you greatly. Um, a lot of times what happens, even in my own life, is when my daughter was born, um, you get the sense of, wow, it's this beautiful thing. And then I remember that first night waking up after about an hour of sleep and hearing my daughter cry. And I actually thought to myself, what, what is that? And what is it doing in my room? And what you find is it's not just the things that we've been given from God, whether it's our children, whether it's our responsibilities. There's a lot more than just taking what God gives us and enjoying it. There really is a responsibility that we have. And a lot of times that feeling of, wow, this gift, you know, you find that it's a lot of work. And when you dig into scripture, specifically when you look at how we are supposed to relate to each other, how we're supposed to relate to our kids, how we're supposed to relate to our parents, we find that it's a lot more than feeling good. It really is pulling up your sleeves and getting to work on things that you need to work on and focusing on the right things. Um, Scripture also talks about as we've been given things, responsibility, stewardships, we're supposed to handle them in a certain way. Uh, not just, like I've said, to feel good about what you've been given and think, well, that's great, I got this gift. We're actually supposed to have a certain perspective on the responsibilities. We find that in 1 Corinthians 4.2, a pretty frank passage. And it says, now it is required that those who have been given a trust must prove faithful. So the response to what God has given us as parents, the response to what he's given us in our kids, uh, even just related to the rest of the series, our response is God has given us possessions. Whatever that may be is, is we're supposed to be faithful with that. And see, with our kids, it's much more than just a material possession. It is a, it is a gift that we are supposed to guard and we're supposed to grow while we have that stewardship as God has given it to us. Uh, Nathan Lewis, uh, we asked him a few questions a couple weeks ago. Uh, Nathan is a, is a parent himself, and he is a professor of psychology at California Baptist University. We asked Nathan some parents, uh, we asked Nathan some questions about parenting. Uh, he trains uh, marriage and family therapists. He's had a lot of experience in helping parents as well, uh, practically what it means to, to raise godly children. And so we're going to be showing three clips today, and they're questions related to what the culture says and what scripture says. So as, as the, the video rolls, I want you to listen and, and jot notes down if anything strikes out to you, and we'll be talking through some of the stuff. The, the first clip we're going to show is talking about how the perspective of God giving us a stewardship, how that affects the way that we, we handle that responsibility. Go ahead and roll that first, first clip. Stewardship is about being accountable to God for training our children in the way that they should go. And usually the complete opposite idea of parenting is portrayed in the media. In general, the idea one gets from the media is that kids are born with everything they need in order to be who they were meant to be. And so it's just the parent's job to provide for them, nurture that potential, provide opportunities for them to exercise their potential, and above all else, not interfere with that. 
there's two basic ideas you get about parenting from the media. One is that children give purpose and meaning to the parents' lives. And the other is that it really is all about the child and their potential. So some specific ideas that are related to that that they come across in the media is that having and raising children has nothing to do with purposes that are greater than the child and them reaching their potential. Uh, children typically know better than their parents because of that, and they know what they need. In fact, parents are often portrayed as idiots. Children have to always be happy. They have to feel good about themselves always, no matter how they're acting. And they need to be given everything that every other kid is given, have the same opportunities that every other kid has. So kids are to follow their dreams, and we as parents are, are there simply to provide a nurturing environment so that they can be who they were naturally meant to be. Parents who see themselves as stewards really have a different perspective. They see parenting as a God-given responsibility, and they ultimately answer to him for how they parent. They aren't concerned about what their family, what their kids, or what pop culture says that they ought to be doing as parents. And so they have a sense of mission about their parenting. Uh, being faithful to that mission trumps whatever else uh, any, anybody says. So they look to scripture and to wiser, more experienced parents for direction on how to parent. And they also have a confidence. They have a confidence that if they follow God's direction for parenting, that no matter how their kids turn out, they will have pleased God and he will take care of their children as he sees fit. They're willing to do the hard things now, risking that their kids won't necessarily like them, but that if they do the right thing, that they'll help their children become the men and women that God wants them to be. They're also consistent in the way that they relate to their kids because they're following God's prescription. And they understand that parenting is a temporary assignment. Their job is meant to end. They begin early then to gradually let go, actually working themselves out of a job. Parents who parent with the idea of stewardship in mind have a different motivation. They try to help their kids become who and what they are supposed to be before God, rather than who they want them to be or what they think others think uh, their kids ought to be. They also have a different approach to parenting. Their approach is to teach and train their kids according to God's standard, not, not any other standard. For example, they focus on things like uh, character and, and wisdom and building godly convictions. They also have a different relationship. They don't use their kids to give meaning to their own lives and so suck the lives out of their kids and hang on to them indefinitely. They're, they're willing to let go of their kids because they really trust God 
uh, with their kids. What Nathan is really describing uh, is very different than what I, what I see in my own experience in our, in our culture and media. The reason we're presenting this is we, we need to know what we're, we're up against. You know, there's a part of me in my own life that with, with my daughter, it seems like it would be a lot easier if I could sit her down and turn on the TV and just go about doing what I want to do. Parents, you ever had that, that you know, could Bob the Builder be on a loop 24 hours a day? Maybe I'm the only one that thinks that. But there's, there's that part of, part of us as, as we, we handle uh, these relationships in, with our kids or other responsibilities or relationships with, with our friends and family. There's just this part of us that wants to, to check out. We want to do whatever is easiest, but at the same time, whatever promotes the, the most results. And Scripture says the opposite. We, we cannot just be lackadaisical. We, we have to intentionally invest in the relationships that God has given us. Specifically, as we parent, we realize that we are, we are moving towards a goal. This idea of stewardship, we, we're given as a stewards over our kids for a certain period of time. One of the things I hear Nathan say a lot is, you know, you want to work yourself out of your job as a parent. But that's not easy to do. What you find is, is that you actually get the strength of God to do that. So that's the perspective. And this, this perspective of it really being a stewardship, it, it puts guardrails around the way that we parent. It really allows us to know that we're on track as we view it as a stewardship and not a gift that we just enjoy and do nothing with. It really changes the way that we approach our relationships. There's also a purpose to our parenting. The purpose is God desires parents to raise godly offspring. If you've been a Christian for a long time or even a little bit, you know that it takes work. It's not something that you, you don't really have to focus on. Godliness is something that you have to completely deny your own desires, get God's truth into your heart and, and live that out. It takes a lot of work. Well, what the scriptures are talking about is basically as we, we focus on godliness in our own lives, we're supposed to be instilling that same godliness into the lives of our kids. We can only do that as we live it ourselves. Malachi 2.15. It's a great passage. It describes marriage and parenting in one verse, basically. It says, has not the Lord made them one? It's talking about man and woman. In flesh and spirit, they are his. And why one? Because he was seeking godly offspring. So guard yourself in your spirit and do not break faith with the wife of your youth. The other thing that, that's really interesting in scripture is the importance of marriage as we parent. As we focus on the marriage, being one in mission and purpose and spirit, we actually are working on parenting at the same time. A lot of times what happens is you fill the pool that you have to do completely everything for the child at the cost of the marriage. What the scripture is saying is basically, as you actually invest in your spouse, you're making the investment in your child. So there's a high value of marriage on parents being on the same page. And as they, as they move together as one, 
they have a greater the advantage of, of the Spirit of God helping them instill the same values in, in their kids. Uh, really, as, as people commit to, to godliness, they're committing to character. And character is something that we have to train in ourselves and into our kids. It's not something that, that just happens. You can't get character into your heart from, from any TV show. It's something that you intentionally have to do over a period of time. 1 Timothy 4, 7-8 through 8 talks about the importance of training yourself. And as you do that, it really affects your relationships. It says, have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales. Old wives' tales are, are just silly, basically. Rather, train yourself to be godly. For physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. Have you ever caught yourself, I know I have, that you, you just value the wrong things? You get caught up on the pursuit of material wealth. Uh, you get caught up on making sure that you outwardly appear um, perfect in many ways. What the scripture is saying is that a lot of times we, we end up valuing the wrong things and it's basically putting in perspective for physical training, the idea of the outward, the external, that's, that's of little value. But godliness has value in all things. I, I've noticed that that the value thing is something I experience even with, with my daughter. For instance, I sometimes get excited about toys. You know, you go to the store and it's just like, I always say, they never had this when I was a kid. You know, I had a cardboard box. Okay, it wasn't that bad. But, you know, you get this new toy and like for her birthday and it's wrapped up and, you know, I'm just so excited. This is going to change her life. That's what I think for a split second. This is going to change her life. This is the coolest thing. She's going to think I'm the best dad ever. You know, then she opens the gift and like this amazing thing happens. She takes the gift and she pushes it to the side. And the rest of the day, she's walking around with the wrapping paper. Like it's the coolest thing ever. And I'm thinking, I could have just rolled up a ball for $1.99 and she would have been set. I'm thinking, she values the trash and I value the gift. How could that be? That's kind of how God reacts to us at times. We've been given these things, these, these gifts of relationships, these responsibilities, and we tend to value the trash, the things that don't have any value in our life. We focus on our energy, our time, our resources on valuing this thing, and then we have something that God's given us over here that we neglect. You know what, that's, that's really the battle as, as parents. That's the battle as, as you're relating to your spouse, someone close to you, your friendships. You just kind of want to check out of this relationship and focus on these things that really don't have any value. And see, in parenting and in all the other relationships, what you find is as you check out, training no longer, no longer exists. Uh, again, the, the, the focus on Godliness is really the focus of character. Nathan's going to talk a little bit about that, the importance of building character into your kids. Well, character is one major key to success 
in life. In fact, there's nothing more important in determining the behavior of our children than their character. Character is about what we do when no one else is looking. In particular, it has to do with how we treat others. A man or woman of godly character will consistently strive to do what is right before God and right before others. In fact, the key to healthy relationships is godly character. Even a society, the success of a society, the health of a society, depends upon the character of the men and women in that society. Things like trustworthiness and integrity and courage and diligence are necessary in order for people to cooperate to accomplish the things that need to be accomplished. And character, more than anything else, impacts the next generation. It stabilizes marriages and families. The most important thing that parents need to do in order to build character into their kids is be people of character themselves. It means they, they model what they're trying to teach. And they explain why they make the choices that they make. This requires that they are familiar with godly character. That is, those qualities in a person that God values. And they also need to instill in their kids godly convictions because character really flows out of convictions, which means they need to teach their kids biblical truths. Biblical truths are ideas about life that God has revealed to us about what's, what's real, what's good, and what's right, and what ultimately leads to real success in life. And parents really need to focus on their kids' character instead of caring so much about how their kids feel about themselves in any given moment. In order to do that, they have to trust that, um, they have to trust God that their child's success is more dependent on character than it is on how they feel about themselves. In fact, their self-confidence will actually grow as they experience the success that godly convictions and character brings. One point that really stood out to me, the idea of the way we instill character is by living out character ourselves. The other day, I was listening to my daughter, and she kept on saying, come on, buddy, come on, buddy. And she's just walking around the house. Come on, buddy. And I'm just trying to figure out why she's doing that. And then I was driving, and a guy cut me off. And what did I say? Come on, buddy. You know what? That hit me. She is listening to the way that I handle things. She's seeing the way that I respond, the way that I relate. She's determining what's important. What Scripture is saying, what Nathan is reiterating here, is is that we can only build into our kids what's in us already. That's why we have to focus on being godly people ourselves. And it makes sense, but a lot of times we, we want to shortcut that. We want that, that, the easy button, you know, those commercials, you press it, that was easy. We want to do that in our relationships at times. You know, I, I want to make my daughter really treat people right. That was easy, and she's just relating right. 
You know, that doesn't work. They only turn out that way as we build into them. The same is true in discipleship. Really, as we build into our kids, we are discipling them. And Jesus commanded for us to do that throughout the whole earth. And that's really the picture, that investment, the living it out in front of others. Uh, so there, there's a purpose and there's a perspective and there, there really is a priority in Scripture for how we're supposed to handle the, the stewardship of our children. And that should, that's parents should drive out folly and build wisdom into their children. So it's the notion of, of your, your correcting and driving out what shouldn't be there and instead building it with something else. Proverbs 22.15 says, Folly is bound up in the heart of a child, but the rod of discipline will drive it far from him. The word folly there is evileth, which is a stubborn determination to get one's way. You ever been around like a two-year-old and they see something that they want and they think the more they say it and as they say it louder, it means that they should get it? Like my daughter right now, she doesn't know how to say snack, but she says knack. And so I'm walking around, knack, 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 knack. And you know, the blood starts to boil and you're just like, where, where's the off switch? You know, that's really easy to do. Where's the off switch? Well, she's your daughter. She's not a material possession that you can just switch off. What scripture is saying is her perspective is greatly determined by what I help her see. And scripture is saying that, that you, you bind that stubborn determination, you, you drive it out by, by correction. Helping them see that they are not the center of the universe. You know, that's really hard when I think I am. You know what I mean? You're not the center of the universe. I'm trying to watch TV. That's really important to me right now. You know, I find myself, it's, I'm having to deal with myself as I'm dealing with my daughter. And that really is the picture. But we, we have to drive out this folly, that stubborn determination to get what we want. It's, it's actually, it's difficult to do. We face a lot of myths in our culture. Our culture and the media are really saying the opposite. They're creating a world where folly is actually celebrated and put to the forefront. Nathan's going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, There's several myths that our culture buys into that enables folly. I believe there's no greater myth in our culture today than the idea that kids need high self-esteem. They need to feel better about themselves in order to be successful in anything in life. Not only does Scripture not teach that, but the best research that we have doesn't bear that out. The problem is if, if we focus on kids feeling better about themselves, then they, they won't learn to focus on doing the right things regardless of how they feel about themselves. Another related idea, and uh, equally false, is the notion that the more things then a child is involved in, like sports and art and music, the more well-rounded they will be and the more successful that they will be. Uh, but the problem is, is that they can be involved in all of those things and be good at those things, but not really have godly character. 
Another myth is that nothing is more important to success in life than education. And there's this idea that the more educated somebody is, then the more successful they will be financially. And the more successful they are financially, the more successful they will be in life. And that, that just isn't true. The truth is, is that all of these, according to Scripture, are trumped by godly convictions, godly character, and wisdom. Those things determine how all of life is approached. The, the video went on. I'll just summarize it. Um, he, he, Nathan was talking about how what we build into greatly determines the child's success in life. Um, and he already mentioned the idea of if you obtain more things, that makes you more successful. That, that really is easy to buy into. But in Scripture, you find that it's not all that you, you strive for, the materialism, the perspective of yourself. It really is the things that you build into that, that do not fade. The character that he was talking about, uh, integrity. This is really the challenge of our time to raise kids that actually stand for what is right and for what is true. You know, it even shapes our, the, the idea of Mother's Day. You know, for me, last night I went to the store, typical guy, it's like the night before. You know what I thought? Again, uh oh, I gotta get the right thing, I gotta make sure I get the right card. Oh, flowers are really good, it's too late to get flowers. You know, my perspective again was the external. But really, the way my wife has made the investment in our daughter and the way my mom made the investment in me was nothing to do with anything external. We can appreciate them by those, but that's not, that's not the boundary for which we, we recognize these things. It's really the life that was invested in me and the life that my wife invests in our daughter. That is what is important. You know, you don't open a Hallmark card and it says, thank you for your investment. You know, it's kind of like, here's a rainbow. Have a good day. I saw that yesterday. I almost bought it because it was cheaper, but I decided it's not the right message, regardless of how much it is. I'm trying to do right about these kind of things. A little confession there. Um, like I said, I, I don't want this to, to be something that you're discouraged by. Um, I, I listen to these things and I'm thinking, you know what? I forget that. In the way that I relate to my daughter, in the way that I relate to my friends, you know, I forget what really is important. And it can become so easily about external things. But it really is about building into one another what really matters. And that's, that's character. It's building wisdom into our own lives and into the lives of the people that God has given us. A um, few next steps. If there's anything that stood out to you from Nathan's videos, um, lots of nuggets of wisdom there. Write those down. Think about that. See how you could apply that in your own life. I also wrote some uh, three others that are on your welcome card and on your listening guide as well. Uh, the first thing is, I will thank God for my parents and express appreciation to them. As your parents have built into you, it really is the right thing to do to honor them and thank them for that investment. Think about the ways that you could do that. Uh, the next thing is I will accept God's grace for past mistakes in parenting. All of us have done the wrong thing. 
or, you know, we've emphasized what we shouldn't have emphasized or we've said what we shouldn't have said. Go to God with that and, and, and accept his, his grace and his forgiveness. Or you could memorize 1 Timothy 4, 7 through 8. That verse really helps me. Really talks about, you know what? Train godliness. That is what lasts. Not the things to do with the external world. So I encourage you to do that. Um, really glad that you're, you are here. I hope this has been a help to you. If we can uh, serve you in any way, or if you'd like just a little bit more help in this area of parenting, uh, you can let us know on your welcome card, and we'd love to help you if we can and, and pray for you. Let's uh, go ahead and pray together. God, thanks so much for our parents. And God, you are the ultimate model.